Welcome to the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kinghorn, co-founder and CEO of HBHM. We're a carbon neutral wellness brand and we're focused on the well-being of our customers and the planet. We produce a range of products designed to support a healthy lifestyle. This podcast is for our community. We'll have a range of experts in the health, fitness and wellness space designed to help you all improve many aspects of your life. For listening to this podcast, you can get 15% off our products at hbhm.com by using the code hbhmpod at checkout. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. Uh, this week we have international CBD expert Tony Reeves on the show. Uh, Tony is on the advisory board of the European Industrial Hemp Association, as well as being a representative in the UK. Tony is engaged with numerous stakeholders in the CBD and hemp industries across multiple geographies, including with growers, extractors, brand owners, distributors, retailers, lobbyists, consulting firms and investors. He is heavily involved in the discussion on the benefits of hemp and CBD to a diverse audience, including parliamentarians, Whitehall regulators and the media. I'm really looking forward uh, to this deep dive discussion on all things CBD. So welcome to the HBHM podcast, Tony. How are you doing today? Thank you, Brian. It's a real pleasure to be here. It's all good. Sun shining, had my CBD, so it's looking good. Good. Good to have you on. So you've got quite a resume there. You know, some of the things that I've read out and you're clearly involved in you know, various different aspects of the industry, which I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to during the course yep. of the, the episode. But I just wanted to start and ask you firstly, what's your, how has CBD benefited you in your life as in personally? I think with, um, with many others who take it, um, the best way to describe it is I, 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 you always feel at your best. Um, you feel balanced. Uh, I got into it really commercially originally. But uh, obviously, if, you've, if you're involved with a, a product, you need to try it yourself. And I found it was remarkable. It's, um, for me, you start the morning with clarity rather than lots of things you need to do and you can get caught in the headlights like an unfortunate rabbit. Yeah. Uh, but it gives that sense of clarity. The best way people describe it to me, and I tend to agree, is mindfulness. So people practice mindfulness. It's a great way to lower the stress and see with clarity what you should be doing as a priority. In the evening, the sort of reverse, but the same in a way, which is when you're trying to sleep, you don't want noise in your mind of all the things that happen today or what you're doing tomorrow. You want clarity yeah. and sleep is so much easier with, with CBD. So clarity in the morning to start the day and peacefulness in the evening to finish the day. Yeah. So, and I've, I've discovered nothing like it, quite frankly, which we'll come on to, of course, I'm sure. Yeah. But, one of the things Brian knows is I will talk forever unless stopped and brought back to subject. <laughs> but that, yeah, for well. me, it's a very personal thing. It's it's different levels. Personally, I can't imagine being without it. Yeah. Um, from a social sort of responsibility side, I want everybody to have the same thing. Yeah. Because we all we all need good night's sleep. Yeah. Especially through COVID. And let's face it, there's been a bit of stress around these days. Yeah. <clears throat> None of us don't want to be stressed. Uh, and it goes from someone's doing a talk to 200 people when you used to be able to do those things to just be able to decide what to focus on today. As I said, the clarity of mind is so, is so important. Yeah. So what, once I discovered it for myself, it drove my mission, if you like, to bring it to everybody. And then you start to get involved with regulations and things that can be blockages. Yeah. We want to remove. It should be democratically available to everybody who wants it. Yeah. And in different formats, which I'm sure you'll... Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, well, so, is that, so it's generally a, a morning and evening routine for you. That's when you take your CBD. Yeah, but it creeps as like occasions of use. So um, you can have a join, join the day in a, a gummy or, you know, in a beverage. or yeah. So that you, you, you see it as, a, as an ingredient that you want in your life in different formats rather than it's, you know, it's, it's a bottle of oil or, or whatever, a capsule. It's, it's yeah. a... In, in, in marketing speak a hero ingredient that's yeah. my view <laughs> nice one hero ingredient and i 
Uh, I like that. I saw your article in the grocer the other day as well, which, um, you know, that was one of the things you, you mentioned there, a hero ingredient. I love that. I love that sort of saying about it. It's great. So back to the sort of the commercial side that you mentioned then. So how did you get involved in this industry then? What's your background? Okay, I, I'll be very quick on this, otherwise it'd be the rest of the day because I like to talk about myself. Um, <laughs> so I used to be a, a government scientist in what we what was called Ministry of Agriculture, Fisheries and Food. Um, over a few beers, a friend of mine decided to start a business, as you do, and um, I started a laboratory business, raised some venture capital at, at some point. Um, we became actually the biggest supplying pesticide residue testing services to the major supermarkets, you know, your Tesco's and Morrison's and et al. Um, so they are positively accepting produce and positively releasing. Um, so I, I got to know my way around lots of mass spectrometers and other expensive hardware. And so science was my first, my first love. I, uh, I sold out of that business and finally I joined Leatherhead Food Research Association as marketing director. And Leatherhead is at the time, certainly probably one of Europe's largest research associations. So 150 countries, many members, testing, um, product development, education, information. So um, I left there, became the European managing director for our meat-free business. Okay. So we were we were selling tons of stuff to Tesco's, et cetera, made with soya, the, the, the balls, the mince, the, the, the burgers, this type of thing. This is, I'm getting to it. So we didn't, I didn't like soya <laughs> personally. <laughs> Uh, you know, in terms of what it can do for the rainforest, bad news, phytoestrogens. I mean, so I was sort of looking for a different protein, and I found a guy in Phoenix who was working on hemp protein. He introduced me to some guys in Vancouver in Canada, and they became Aurora Hemp. They were Hemp Co. at the time, and that's why I started. So six years ago, I discovered hemp. When you discover hemp, you rapidly discover this amazing thing called CBD or cannabidiol. And that's when my eyes opened, actually. So I became an, a, a, an unplanned educator on hemp and CBD to major multiples, to um, government, to, to whatever it is. Because if you don't become an educator, you're left with, what is it? So you have to explain. So I quickly beca- became, I say, uh, almost evangelical in terms of what I want to explain about the endocannabinoid system and how it works, et cetera, et cetera. Um, about six years ago, I became board advisor, as I just said, to the European Industrial Hemp Association. And then I'm representing the UK industry and sometimes European um, to all the regular MHRA, the FSA, the Home Office, parliamentarians, White on and so on. So getting involved with that debate. Yeah. Again, this is back to the mantra about removing barriers so everybody has access to it. I've been involved in presentations in Brussels on um, CBD to the member states. And that was about... Um, basically stressing it wasn't a novel food, it was traditional. That's a slightly different story. Um, I became a member of a UCAS group, United Kingdom Accreditation Service, which involves the FSA, the Home Office, and, and some, some big players. And that's about helping to create a standardization on the laboratory side, yeah. which is a very, very important part of, part of me in terms of what labs should be doing, how they should be doing it, because that then demonstrates the consumer finally and most importantly that what's in the bottle is where it should be yeah. and is consistent so that's there's a, there's, a, there's an arc going through from as i say laboratories to um protein to hemp protein hemp protein by the way guys is probably the best protein you're ever going to eat <laughs> Uh, it's unique in many ways. It's got a unique type of protein, which the body uses much easier than many others. Hemp oil has got the perfect balance of omega-3 and 6, better than fish oil even. So there's lots of great stuff about hemp as a food stuff, yeah. whether it be the oil or the seed or the flour, which you can do almost anything with. Uh, so that alone is a remarkable thing. CBD, it's it's like a turbo-driven component, if you like, of, yeah. of the hemp and you, one of the things you mentioned in there was the, you know, the, the endocannabinoid system, which I thought was important for our listeners to hear as well. So do you just want to explain a bit about what that is? Oh, sure. the, benefit of our now, the endocannabinoid system or shorthand ECS, it's evolved over 600 million years. So it's been around a while. Every mammal's got one. 
uh, without it, we'd be in serious trouble. I probably wouldn't be alive, quite frankly. So it's a critical system. It's made up of receptors in the central nervous system called the CB1 receptor and the peripheral nervous system, the CB2 receptor. The body produces what we call endocannabinoids, our endo of the body cannabinoids. And when we are challenged, it could be stress, it could be pain, it could be inflammation. You produce endocannabinoids and they go and link with the receptors. They're called neurotransmitters. So they, they, they signal something to an organ to bring you back into balance or homeostasis. That's, that's what they do. Now, when you produce your endocannabinoid, and the most famous one, the first one discovered was called anandamide, and in brackets, it's sometimes called the bliss molecule. So it gives you some idea of its sort of slight euphoric feel. So when you're stressed, you don't say stay stressed forever, you come back down again. Well, that's your endocannabinoid system firing up. Now, what CBD does, it doesn't link with the, these receptors. What it does, it stops another chemical called FAAH, which breaks down, effectively breaks down your endocannabinoid, so it stops it working. So you produce it, it links, your FAH comes and stops it working by breaking it down again. So it's a circle. Yeah. What CBD does, it links with the FAH, so it stops your body breaking down your own endocannabinoid as quick, so the level builds up more, so you get more effect. Yeah. Just to segue slightly, there is a cousin of CBD that we all know called THC, tetrahydrocannabinol. And that's the intoxicating psychotrophic cannabinoid. CBD is neither intoxicating nor psychotrophic. And it doesn't bind to the receptors. That's what THC does. It binds with the, the guys who break down your endocannabinoid. So that's what basically you do. When you take a C CBD, and it's a natural product of a natural plant that's been around thousands of years, then you allow your body in, in some ways to do a better job. You know, it, it, it hangs around longer. It's going to do a more of a job and you're going to feel the effect more of your body's own endocannabinoid working. You're not linking a chemical from outside your body to a receptor in your brain. You're just allowing your own body to do a better job. Yeah. It sounds a bit arrogant, but that's sort of what it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. It's, I think it's important for, for people to hear that and, you know, hear a bit more about the background of, you know, the, the endocannabinoid system, ECS. It's, it's great. So thanks for that. So, you know, the, given all that and saying all that, what are, I know you've got your own personal take. I've got my own personal take on what, CB, you know, how CBD benefits ourselves. But, you know, in general, you know, what are some of the benefits of taking CBD for the general consumer? Okay. I think we have to go back to the, the endocannabinoid system again, just briefly, because the ECS, the endocannabinoid system, has got a profound effect on just about every organ and system in our body. And literally from everything from analgesia, as I say, to inflammation, to, to mood, to stress, to anxiety, and including some very serious neurological conditions, you know, like I can... Well, you know, mate, some severe anxiety problems, epilepsy. There's some really nasty, nasty conditions that are balanced by the endocannabinoid system with help. Yeah. Now, though, that help can be through some some drugs, and you know that these these drugs can be quite unpleasant. Often, there's quite significant side effects. Um, my take is, if you've got a natural plant extract that helps your body do these things for itself, then that really is, for me, the most important side of it so that's the that's what has to be a little bit circumspect because um you know th there's clear rules about how you can discuss a compound uh so the best way to look at it is if you've got a system that affects every part of your life whether it be insomnia to chronic pain to anxiety to stress to clear thinking you know whatever it is then anything that can help that have a profound effect on all of those things so the cbd comes in and it has a major effect on the endocannabinoid system which by definition affects everything so everybody should have the endocannabinoid system in balance all the time and you you really it's i, I was going to say uh, there's a strap line from big brand well basically i can't say that but you would be feeling yourself uh, at your best yeah. every day yeah <laughs> 
yeah, be the be, you know the, be the best version of yourself that you possibly be, and that's yeah, absolutely yeah, that's that's one of the you know the the goals of this podcast is to to help people be the you know the best version of themselves, and you know obviously CBD plays a huge part in that. You know that's our product, but couple that with you know exercise, healthy eating, you know it all, it all it's, a a, it's part of a holistic regime that we should all be following. Yeah, exercise diet. Well, let's give ourselves as much help as we can. Exactly. And if you've got a system which profoundly affects everything, let's give it a real help. And just to stress, there's no side effects. You can't overdose. I mean, obviously, we all don't recommend what people should be you know, ideally yeah. looking at per day, but there's no overdose situation with this. It's a natural compound from a plant, as I said, that we have been consuming. Well, put, put it this way, when we were doing our research and evidence for our, the uh, Brussels, uh, we found monks in Germany in 1480, 1480 who were making hemp leaf soup. So they yeah. were consuming, amongst other things, cannabinoids. They didn't know. We didn't know yeah. that for many, many years later. But still, they were consuming it. It's been a long time. It's safe and it does a great job. Yeah. So so is there, is there any such thing as taking too much CBD then? I, I suspect the massive overdose would mean you go to sleep. Um, yeah. uh, when... Um, You'll know on labels now because of the fact the Food Standards Agency, yeah. we are we are shouting out to trying to keep it to like seventy milligrams a, a day. Yeah. To give a context, when clinical trials have been undertaken with CBD on specific conditions, some of those participants will be getting eight hundred to a thousand milligrams a day. So I mean, huge, huge amounts, and there was no significant side effects whatsoever, even with you know, these participants with huge amount, no one ever get anywhere near that. I mean, home mistakes is, you know, seriously now. But it just shows where you can go without having any problems. But obviously the FSA have put a number down. Um, where that's come from is a different conversation, but still that's that's the number that we've got, which is perfectly fine for keeping us all in balance. And so in your in your experience so far, What's what are some of the most obscure or most unusual benefits that people claim to have had from taking CBD? I've seen some benefits claimed, which I won't repeat because it's getting too medical. To be honest with you, okay. um, they they I've seen everything from people rubbing um, oil on their dogs because they got sort of eczema on their dog or something like that. So people do use it for for animals as well. Yeah. Just a point though for people listening, please, is a CBD products designed for humans. Uh, really shouldn't be just used on your cat or your dog. One of the reasons dogs have got far more, per kilogram, I suppose, far more CB1, CB2 receptors in their brain. Okay. So you've got to be a bit circumspect, but it's not, um, they're not a smaller version of us. Uh, but there are products I know coming through on the market designed for, for animals. Yes. So, yeah, people, people have asked me questions many times, can I use CBD for this? And this can be a defined medical condition. Yeah. And all I can ever say and all we can ever say really is if you look up your condition, plus sign, uh, CBD, you'll find yeah. plenty of, 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 of guidance there. But if you can think of it, people have asked the question and, and I've heard people using it for. Yeah. Uh, and the reality is, you know, with a good product, it will help almost anything because I said just to go back to that point this this profound system that price basically affects everything if you can help it you're benefiting sort of everything really within your within your body and this is why it's so unique yeah. literally a sense of unique in terms of a plant botanical I have never come across anything like this and I've been in this industry for decades and believe me I've seen it all I was the beginning of quinoa thing when I was at Leatherhead and when it was not a thing at all. And now it's everywhere, Uncle Ben, you know, it's, it's everywhere. So, um, but in all my travels, this stands out as unique because it, you can show that it, it works profoundly. It's natural, it's safe. And as I say, because it actually works with that system that does affect everything. Yeah. We all, we're all doing ourselves a favor. I, I'm... You know, I'm I'm taking CB two or three times a day, and it's it's fantastic. It, it yeah. really does keep you that yeah. clear mind. And yeah. Any any sort of you know research that you you do online, you know, if you look into, you know, benefits of CBD and things like that, you know, there are the you know the common ones, 
it can help with, you know, you see a lot of things like epilepsy and Parkinson's and things like that. But you, as you say, there's just, there can be a whole list of different diseases and conditions that there is some, you know, guidance on, on the internet that can help. So, you know, it really does can help with so many different things. Totally, Brian. I mean, yes, on the, one of the different difference between CBD and other sort of botanicals, if you like, is the, the amount of clinical peer-reviewed papers, so completely authentic facts. Facts is always important in this market. Facts are sometimes diluted, can we say that? Um, so here we're looking at clear peer-reviewed research that shows that it can profoundly affect at much higher doses than we'd be taking from the stasis, yeah. profoundly affect some very unpleasant conditions, whether it be neurological, you know, like you know, Dravitz or other things like that, whether it be chronic pain, um, Almost everything. There's some yeah. really dread, either dread, dreadest diseases can be profoundly affected by clinically delivered, if you like, yeah. CBD. So my message, I think, is as we clearly show it works with some very unpleasant conditions, at low levels, the effectiveness at minor things like can't sleep are clearly proven. If it can do that, it can simply do this. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, my message to any, to any listeners, you know, right now who are suffering from something and, you know, have have tried or haven't tried CBD is just to, you know, there is lots of guidance online and, you know, whatever your condition is or get in touch with us and we can point you in the right direction. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, what we would always say, people, we, all, we often get comments through our, you know, our social media and emails and things like this you know, does CBD help with X condition? You know, there's a lot of that all the time. And obviously, we, you know, we've clearly advised people to do their own research and, you know, contact their, their GP. But, you know, there's the chances are, if like you said earlier, if you Google your condition plus CBD, there's the chances are there's something that you can read. Um, you will indeed. And, you know, with, with the exception of, of you know, organized like organization like yours and another one that I, I work with, um, I would focus on responses that are to do with clinical research. Now, it, it's, it's, it can be a bit heavy lifting going through this stuff, they, they, these papers, uh, but you're going to get factual proven stuff, which will make you very clear that you've got something of benefit to your condition. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of, of um, um, non-scientific information out there. And a lot of that is basically nonsense. Yeah. It's either misunderstanding, misinterpretation or, they just don't know incompetence, whatever it is. So, yeah, I would always look for scientific research. It's it's worth doing because it's quite. I mean, it's it's a good feeling to know you know the, this work is being done. It's it's proven benefits. There's no agendas apart from you know basically educating. Yeah. Yeah, You'll become as bad as me, if you will. Yeah, educa educa education. Even evangelists, former club. Yeah, <laughs> education is such an important aspect of it. And, you know, hence, you know, one of the reasons for, for having you, Tony, on the show today is I think, you know, there's there's definitely lots of education already out there, but there's still a lot of education that needs to be to be done as well. And, you know, as a, as a business, we want to be at the, the forefront of giving, you know, customers what that uh, get help them be more educated so yeah that's definitely that's definitely good Absolutely. and thanks for your your help in doing that as well so in regards to the 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 uk cbd industry right now then how exciting is that for you uh it's never been more exciting yeah. and i come from a context where it's always exciting so it's <laughs> got another level of excitement um we have to go across the channel slightly and come back to the UK anyway, because since October last year, we've seen some big changes in Brussels. And very briefly, um, October, the parliament voted to increase the level of THC in the field from 0.2 to 0.3, which is relevant. Uh, the European Court of Justice upheld a, a big case, which basically confirmed that CBD is not a narcotic and it can be freely traded. Uh, that was supported by the European Commission on the 3rd of December. And on the same day, the United Nations voted to remove THC from um, what they call Schedule 4, which is the really nasty ones like heroin and, and, um, and, heroin and cocaine, for example. Yeah. So all those things are positive changes of recognising that CBD is not a narcotic, it is safe, and that small level of THC, which is present in hemp, 
is no longer demonized as it was. Now, all of that, then we come back to the UK. It's informed and helped regulators become more open as well. So the, the Home Office were involved with very powerful construct discussions about trace components in CBD products, which is a big yeah, opening of the market of, of the opportunity as well. The Food Standards Agency, again, are smiling on CBD through the novel foods. And this, this actually gives us a quite a strong launching pad in the UK because we've got a clarity. Um, we've got We've got a structure, we've got standardization coming through. This all helps the consumer primarily because we can be sure anything on the market going through this will be what it should be. Yeah. So say on the UCAS group thing, this is the starting point for me, is results that turn into label declarations are from labs who are doing the job in the right way. So all of these things means there's a growing sense of we've got structure we've got standards we've got provenance we've got security of what we're doing at the same time we've got the, the brexit situation and i'm not going to get political but one of the things coming from that is the uk can do its own thing and we saw that last year when the fsa was something saying something different in a positive way to brussels and brussels now come on come on side with the uk which is yeah. which is which is great um we've got a report going through that way but um, Duncan Smith has got a report going to the Prime Minister this month, which is basically saying, where can we remove some barriers to growing industries that would be great for the UK? And CBD stands out. Um, we've seen through through COVID, people are now looking more to um, their own health, obviously, and responsibility for their own health. If it's, it's, it's critical, we take ownership. And that means people moving more to, to um, health-based products and as soon as you start to move towards health-based products and look at it in terms of what you can do for you and your family from health products, then CBD is one of those things you very quickly meet up with. Yeah. And as we said before, the benefits then will flow from there. Yeah. It's the ultimate supplement. Yeah. And uh, what does it? What do you think the future looks like for the the CBD industry in the UK? Um, it's remarkably rosy because any any barriers are coming down. Uh, we've got the media really, when you mentioned the grocer, but you know, there's others now, I think there's something in the Telegraph last the weekend and so. So the media are, are getting behind it. It's becoming mainstream. Uh, we've got a lot of innovation coming through and how we can enhance a product or enhance a range by adding CBD to it. Still at the functional level is very important. I did yeah. a thing on the, uh, the food program a couple of years ago and my, my little segment mainly was about say, look, whatever we do with, products containing cbd this should be at the functional level you know and that's very important we don't want to put a milligram in you know a liter and say it's cbd water it's like putting five molecules of, of aloe vera in a bottle of shampoo and saying it's aloe vera shampoo well really yeah. so yeah. it should be functional i think that's what yeah. anybody who's making a new beverage or whatever it might be we're always looking at the level that gives functionality which equals bioavailability, lots of interesting science behind that, that's for sure. But that's it. So when we when we consume a CBD product, we should see it as giving us some benefit that we'd expect from a CBD product. Yeah. Not purely it's something to stamp on the side and say it's CBD ice cream. Maybe that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the media there, you know, things are definitely um, becoming more prominent. In fact, just before before starting recording this I, I haven't read it yet but i just saw an email pop up and it says something about media opportunity so there's clearly a lot but funnily i don't know if you've uh, heard this yet or anyone's reached out to you my mother-in-law uh, last week text text us and says oh there's cbd oil on eastenders um, what? Yeah, he's the yeah, he's So wow, we're broken um, to the EastEnders. <laughs> I was like, I've got, I've got to go and you know see what this is about. So yeah. Whoa, well, uh, please share. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the storylines obviously got to to develop, and I, I think the the girl who took a delivery of CBD oil has got epilepsy. The character's got epilepsy. Oh, but yeah, you clearly could see uh, on EastEnders uh, pulling out a. Uh, uh, CBD oil carton from this delivery. So, yeah, just shows. Wow, you. I, I I missed that one. My bad. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely have to catch that one. Sure. Yeah. So as soon as soon as as soon as we got the text through, I hadn't seen the I hadn't seen standards, but um, I just went onto Twitter and just searched mm. CBD standards, and you know people were talking about it, and then I saw it on the show as well. So yeah, it's um, definitely becoming more and more prominent. 
Wow. Yeah, so you can. I'll I'll try and find the I'll try and find the link for oh, you. Oh, please do. I might be. Yeah, I might get back my soap watching days again. Yeah, days. exactly. Coronation Street, um, maybe the next. You know. I just thought it was amazing just to see you know something like that on EastEnders. Um, you know, regardless of whether you watch a show or whatever you think about the show, if you watch soaps, you don't watch soaps, just to to see it on there was really interesting. So yeah, I am impressed. Yeah. Definitely mainstream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. What are the different mediums then that we can we can take CBD or apply CBD? You mentioned there, you know, there's loads of different things. There's tinctures, there's balms, there's drinks, there's you know, loads of different ways that you can take it. So, what are the the? I think just you... <clears throat> from a consumer perspective, an evolution effectively. So, and initially people were trying it for the first time, didn't know anything about it or what to expect. Um, and with oil, I mean, it, it's. With one maybe one exception, it's it's probably the quickest way to get um, absorption is the colour bugle. So it's under the tongue and you leave it there for 60 seconds and it absorbs. Now, once you know it works, then people are buying both oil for you know the, the morning thing, and then obviously if we're going back into offices and on trains and stuff, then capsules are easy to easy to take. It takes a bit longer because you've got to break it down, but still, you know, it's 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 there. But then when we know it works and now we've got around the fact that it's a, it becomes part of our holistic side, then I think the the beverages and the topicals are, are becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. And I've used topicals and they do work. So you've got some a local acre, something like that. With the right common sipients, which helps the absorption, they do really work. One of the big growth theories, on, if you move from topicals and expanded, um, is health and beauty cosmetics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is just to just to reiterate. This is sort of a, a common theme. I just want to keep on stressing because CBD affects this profound system, which affects everything else. <laughs> then, whether it be a scalp problem, a hair problem, or collagen, or connective tissue, or whatever, it helps with it. Yeah. Um, so beauty cosmetics, the beverage industry. You know, the, what I've seen is organisations that have been orbiting this market for a long time. Oh, I think I put that up thing actually are now coming into this and they realize actually there's big opportunities because the consumers benefit from taking a a traditional product and adding cbd to it it's going to be yeah. in the, formulated in the right way to give yeah. bioavailability but it's almost it's easy to say where would it not go to be honest from yeah. where you know is it going so where we are we are in this mass, and this is why I think one that for me is so exciting from a commercial marketing point of view, like a societal point of view, is we are seeing this rapid evolution, expansion of a an ingredient in multiple categories, which I've never seen before. Now, now there are smaller examples, like you know, with the soft drinks industry. I think it was in 2016, 2017, the um, energy drinks. In the UK, it was about two billion pounds worth at retail, yeah. and that's about was about five percent of of the the total soft drinks industry. So I can certainly see the same sort of thing logically happening because, in this sense, caffeine was the hero ingredient, if you like, yeah, in yeah. energy drinks. And what better hero ingredient are you going to come across than CBD? So it, it sort of fits nicely in with the beverage with cosmetics. And if I'm using a face cream, I'm, I'm using it for a reason. Yeah. Youthful skin, look, whatever it might be. Well, why not have an ingredient which is proven to be beneficial yeah. for your skin, for your... No, don't, I don't put it in my hair. You can probably tell. I don't have any <laughs> CBD shampoo. Maybe I should try. Um, I've seen it come a lot in some in oral products. It's a, it's a, it's a very good way to, because it's got antibacterial effects to reduce you know, um, plaque, gum disease, this type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it was Colgate looked at it as a CBD in, in their toothpaste at some point. They didn't go for the time, they went for a hemp-based ingredient. Well, okay. point really, you've got the majors, international organisations are looking at yeah. this. They're doing it because it works, and they know it does, and there's a consumer demand. We all, so I'm, I'm a consumer, I might be... Uh, I might be CBD vertical until I ever talk about, but CBD for me is something personally I can't get enough of. Yeah. And I know a lot about it and I'm doing it because I know it, it actually does work. I know why it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's why I love doing these conversations because it gets that message out that you should be doing it 
why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but make sure it's you're doing it in the right way with the right the right products. Yeah. So yeah, the, clear. The, the dental thing is actually quite interesting. I, I did see there was a, a dental, well, basically a dentist reached out to us, um, and it would be in, yeah, it would be interesting to see how that develops. But I suppose you could say that about the dental industry. You could probably say it about so many different industries, but you know, because you mentioned that there, I think you know, clearly there is so many different industries and areas of health, beauty, whatever, are looking into to CBD opportunities as well. So yeah, it's a really exciting time for sure. It surely is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously in your introduction, I mentioned that you're, you know, you're involved in discussions with governments and, um, you know, you mentioned the European Commission, things like that earlier. So, how how do you how what is your role in this wider P? I know you've got different bits and pieces that you do, but you know how are you having these conversations with regulators and things? Regulators like to speak to representatives of lots of companies. Clearly, it's it's um, it's very difficult to have lots of conversations with lots of different companies, different agendas. Now, uh, the thing about IA, the European Industrial Association, is. It's borderline altruism. In other words, we are there for the benefit of the entire industry, not for individual companies, which means we can speak with an agenda which is for the benefit of the consumer first, and then obviously the, the good companies that are supplying those consumers. So our agenda is, is clear. It's, it's not commercial at that point, which means the regulators will talk to us because we're not trying to sell them anything or get some benefits for a particular company. It's purely laying out the facts. And the, the key with this presentations that we've always done is science-based information. Yeah, and this, this is one of these very important things. So when we're talking to the MHRA or the FSA or Brussels or whatever, it's science, it's data, and with the novel food side, it's historical evidence, which is proven. And that's why they listen to us. Um, so because we are specialists in that subject, no regulator can be a specialist in that subject because they've yeah. got so many other things to do. Yeah. So in a way, without getting talent sounding arrogant, we come up almost like an educator, if you like, of what's going on with the regulators. What I would say, whether it be in the UK or Brussels, is they want to see this industry grow and to flourish. Yeah. They don't want, they're not there to try and find ways to stop it they're trying to find ways to make sure it grows. In fact, you know, our margin director at Lorenzo at the European Industrial Association, you know, was told you know, by the commission, we want to see this industry grow. We don't want barriers. We want to make sure primary goal, top goal is consumer safety. Yeah. Once the consumer safety is clearly looked after, then it's about giving people choice, consumer choice. Again, from that grosser thing, it's, people should have access to, to different variants of CBD, formulations of, iterations of whatever it is. So consumer's choice. And we want to build industries up. You know, we're all coming through, hopefully, this horrible pandemic. We need jobs. We need industry. We need yeah. to grow stuff. The UK, after Brexit, the farmers literally need to grow stuff, pun intended. Yeah. You know, they want to grow more and more. So we want to see an industry in the UK where the farmers can grow the product, they grow hemp do the extraction and so on so this is our, our our mantra with the regulators is we are giving you science we're giving you facts we're not giving you a wish list we're giving you facts and we're going to make sure that you you have the right information to make the right decisions that yeah. benefit the consumer the industry the market and build jobs and industry basically and that's why they, they that's why we get in front of these people i have had great conversations with the regulators some of which people will be saying you'll never get you'll never speak to them because they've got too much to do and they don't want to talk to anybody but the home office is the most, has been you know the most um the most difficult to get the the, the narrative going but now they're, they're great we're having great conversations and they're listening to the industry so what will come out of this is sensible regulation that protects the industry quality if you like so we can we can shout out to the world that we've got the best standardization best standards best framework provides consumer choice and supports the growth of the industry for the benefit of the uk yeah. so these these are all the things and that's why you know i my passion is driven by the consumer because i'm a consumer 
why should I have it? Other people have a difficulty getting it. Yeah. And I think this is this is the direction of travel now. It's towards liberalization, eventually to other cannabinoids, actually yeah. no names. You know, it's yeah. it's sort of part of the same narrative in general terms in a way. But for CBD, it's legal, it's effective, and really there's no real barriers. There's no real barriers to growing the industry. We're seeing some barriers to growth, which is what I've always wanted. You know, a market with no barriers to growth is a bit tricky here, yeah. more and more. And thank you, consumers, because you now know what's good and what's bad. You're asking those questions. You're making sure you have what you need to be confident. Yeah. That's very important. So that's a barrier. Complying with regulations is a barrier to some extent. And to prove yourselves to be worthy of supplying something which people have a profound relationship. You know, I'm very passionate about the reality of what we're, what we're all doing as an industry, as providing something to the consumer where they have a very special relationship with it. It's not the same as buying your energy bar. It's a different relationship. Yeah. Um, and we have a responsibility to do it properly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, as a, as a brand, that's probably one of our biggest messages is, you know, we want the consumer to, to know what they're buying. They know that it's been tested um, and they can be comfortable in what they're taking is, is, is going to be beneficial for them. So I think, you know, the regulation and all the sort of things that you're speaking about, yeah, it is a barrier, but it's a good barrier because the consumer ultimately knows that whatever products, CBD products are on the market have gone through the relevant, the relevant testing to Absolutely. be good enough to be sold on the market so Absolutely. yeah that's a, that's a positive side of it and you know in my short time in the, the cbd industry so far which is definitely nowhere near as long as yours um it's just been amazing to see the activity you know uh, investment mergers acquisitions you know by big companies you know investing in you know startups and things like that it's been it's been a real eye-opener. It's been amazing to see how much activity there has been in the industry just in the short time that I've been involved. So there's lots going on for sure. This year will be, I think it'll be even, even more exciting in terms of growth and development, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think it is. It's incredible, but it's, it's great to be in this industry. Serendipity, but nevertheless, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, good, good. Um, and obviously, so, you know, we... HBHM, our you know the CBD, we use a CBD isolate. Um, obviously, there are there are other uh, types. There's broad spectrum, there's full spectrum, which yep. some some consumers you know may not know what I'm talking about here. So I thought it'd be important for us to just have a a brief conversation around you know what the differences are between you know isolate CBD isolate and you know full spectrum CBD. So I'll open it up to you to uh, so describe that. When you do the extraction, so you extract from the, the plant um, and there's different ways of doing it, but generally speaking, people are using CO2 at pressure. So it's CO2 pressure becomes a liquid and it's a very powerful solvent. Uh, ethanol as well is used and it's, this is all medical grade stuff. Um, what you get is a very thick sort of um, oily sort of waxy liquid. Now, when you remove the waxes and fibers and other, other bits that you don't want, you end up with full spectrum CBD oil. And that's got, as I suggest, all of the cannabinoids that were in the plant. It's got terpenes, flavonoids, and a few other things. So terpenes, for example, the smell of a pine forest, that's a terpene, and flavonoids. So they're all, the, the flavonoids, terpenes, and endocannabinoids, and, sorry, and, and cannabinoids, they work together sort of holistically synergy. So they work together in the body to have a particular effect called the entourage effect, yeah. which has got a slightly different sort of uh, effect on the body than CBD by itself. Go back slightly, CBD by itself as a molecule is what we're talking about and it's remarkably effective. There's an enhanced thing that goes on with the entourage effect. So full spectrum, everything's in there. Everything's in there means also there's very low levels of THC and a few other what they call controlled cannabinoids like THCV, CBN, etc. So it's all there. Very important to stress in full spectrum, the THC level in that product is not at a level that produce any intoxication. It's not at a level that can be sent to be recovered by anybody who wants to get the THC out. It's massively tiny, tiny levels of it. So it's just there. If you remove the THC, they call it broad spectrum. It's distillate, but so you move the THC by some clever 
chromatography or distillation, whatever. Um, so you've got basically everything that was in there originally, less the THC. Well, the THC is still there, but even at lower levels than it would have been in the full spectrum. So that's the main thing to think about. THC has been dropped down. Yeah. Then you go to the next level, which is taking this extract and selectively removing the CBD. And, and you want the CBD, so you're crystallizing the CBD out and you have a white powder. It's like talcum powder or it can be crystals, but that's pure CBD isolate, nothing else. Okay, if you had a point and there'd be five noughts, you might find a one at the end of it. So there's a few molecules of THC, but it'd be like throwing a paracetamol in Lake Windermere and drinking it for your headache, you know, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so isolate means we can make different products without, without thinking about THC. So if I'm doing sports or whatever, and I'm, I'm a professional sportsman and, you know, drugs testing and so on, then I'll be, I'll be using an isolate. Yeah. Um, if I'm not involved in that, um, I, I want the whole thing, then maybe I'll go to full spectrum. But the point to stress is all of the clinical studies, all the things we talked about briefly before about people giving CBD and, and for patients and so on and so forth, that's the molecule CBD. So if you're doing a clinical study, you don't want lots of variables. So you don't want to put a whole load of stuff on, to, I think, which is working, no idea. Yeah. So you use an isolate molecule itself, and that's what the CBD isolate is. Yeah. So that's the process. You, the stuff that is originally extracted, you really wouldn't want. It's sort of dirty, doesn't taste very well. It's got waxes in. Full spectrum is everything. Um, broad spectrum is THC light. Yeah. <laughs> isolate is pure molecule. And yeah. that's what you'll find usually in, say, a beverage with 25 mg in a can will be CBD isolate yeah. or um, powderize in a way to make it more sort of water soluble or miscible or dispersible. But variations on the theme of the of the isolate is normally what you'd see in these, these various products. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. No, thanks for that that explanation. I think that'll, that'll help. And uh, that brings me on to, you know, you mentioned sport there and, you know, CBD in sport and in athletes and, you know, there's clear, if it's a professional athlete who are getting drug tested, there's clear, you know, guidelines there around, you know, there's there can't be any THC in it. So from that perspective, isolate is at the moment the, you know, the best option for these for these people to take. Yeah, but it's got to be the go-to for, yeah, if you're, yeah absolutely. But in regards to the, the benefits that, you know, athletes and sports people, whatever sport you, you do, um can be massive by taking CBD. You know, you think about the recovery element, the oh, yes. element. So CBD in sport, I think, is a, a massive it's, area. Absolutely. 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 Because they're, they're maximizing the reasons why people want CBD. Being an athlete, not that I am one or have been one, yeah. is stressful. You can you know, you, you know, you're a marathon. Um, <laughs> you know, there's recovery. You need recovery and CBD helps. The stress, if you're competing and worry about it tomorrow, you're going to have to do your run or whatever you're going to do. Um, so all the things about mental stress, anxiety about performance, and then recovering the physical side of training, of competing, all enhance actually the need for it. It's absolutely no-brainer, oh, totally. Yeah. But yeah, isolate base would be the go-to for sports. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, okay, so I think we've we've covered quite a lot of different areas. So before I go on to some roundup questions with you, Tony, is there anything else that you um, would like to add for our for our listeners that you you feel they need to hear, or you'd like to get a message to them? Just that one message, really. It works for everybody, and there's no reason why not to. It's as simple as that. Quite yeah. frankly. Good. Thank you. So yeah, the, the, there's three key questions that I ask every guest at the end of our podcast episode, and that is their top tip in regards to three elements. So their top tip for improving performance, and this can be in sport, it can be in business, it can be in your personal life, whatever it may be, your top tip for improving recovery, and your top tip for improving sleep. So- wow. I, th I feel, I'm, I, I, I might be wrong, but I maybe see the way you're going to go down on this, but it can, <laughs> it can be CBD related or non-CBD related. Non-CBD related, that's an ask to me. So first of all, Tony, top tip for improving performance in whatever aspect of your life you want to answer that on. 
for any aspect of life, performance needs needs focus. Yeah. You need to be focusing on one thing and doing one thing really well and not being distracted by life, by worries, by concerns, whatever. Now, you can practice mindfulness and it takes a while, not that I can do it, but you know, that does work. But CBD does it's mild mindfulness in a the bottle. There's a strap line for the brand. Mindfulness but, in a bottle. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, but that's what it is. It's about focus and clarity and confidence in yourself. This these this gives you performance, not gainsaying or listen to other people, never being never allowing yourself to listen to criticism if it's negative. And having that belief in yourself, that's carried me through many years and many interesting experiences in life, is having that sense of belief in oneself. And that comes from clarity of mind and de-stressing. And unfortunately, you segue back to CBD in that one for sure. Yeah, nice one. Nice one. Okay. Second one, your top tip for improving recovery. Um. I'm going to sound a bit boring, actually. I'm going to come back to the same, the same, the same thing. So, if it's recovery from a medical procedure, then what you need sleep is usually a good thing because sleep helps recovery from everything. Yeah. Sleep relaxation equals recovery from mental stress, emotional stress, and absolutely physical stress. Yeah. So, if you want to do, if you want to cover those three areas of stress, then it's about that clarity of mind, relaxation. And sleep is when you do most of your recovery from just about everything. So yeah. there I go yeah, again. Well, that, 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 that brings me nicely on to how, you improve, how you improve your sleep then. I don't, well, I, before I discovered CBD, I did used to do mindfulness. And if you can get it right, it does really does help. Yeah. But I'm too lazy to do that. When you've got CBD, I don't need to do it. So for me, sleep is about, what they call it, um, sleep hygiene. So it's preparing you know, the temperature and all that stuff is all yeah. very important. Kindle out for 10 minutes, about usually. Yeah. Um, but but CBD just before you start reading the Kindle for me, and you know, wow, never missed a beat. No yeah. matter what stress, no matter what things going on, I might be able to go to Brussels or what you know, some big stuff happening next day, not a problem. But then you yeah. wake up refreshed, not like taping some of the sleep aids, which are gonna give you an a hangover of some sort. Yeah. yeah. No, no, none of that. None of that. Good. Sorry, brands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's that's great. And uh yeah, no, no surprise that CBD was linked into your top tips <laughs> or all these areas. So no, that's great. Um so Tony, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Um, where's the best uh, link, link, LinkedIn? I'm very prolific on LinkedIn. If you put actually if you put Tony Reeves plus CBD on Google, I think the, all the front page is me. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. So find them on LinkedIn, Tony Reeves, and Google Tony Reeves CBD, and you'll find out a lot more about Tony. Well, thanks very much for, for coming on to the HBHM podcast, it's Tony. Pleasure, it's been real greatly pleasure. appreciated. Awesome to have you on, and we'll hopefully hear from you soon. Anytime. Nice one, Brian. Take Cheers, care. Tony. Have a good Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of the HBHM podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that you can get 15% off at checkout on hbhm.com by putting in the code HBHMPOD. Please share the latest podcast on socials at Instagram. We are at HBHM official and we look forward to speaking to you next time.